to everyone who wa watching my episodes. Today I'm going to talk about asking God's wisdom before any prayers. Let's look at the New Testament, Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. First John chapter 5 verse 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of Him. Let's look at Romans chapter 12, verse, verse 12. Rejoicing in hope, patience in tribulation, continuing in instant, instant in prayer, Luke. Chapter 21, verse 36. Watch ye therefore, and pray always, that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the sons of men. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 to 18. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It is very obstinate about convincing yourself to believe when we pray we will inevitably receive the answer. However, sadly nobody will believe that when he prays he doesn't need any evidence until he sees it. Do we have the evidence? Yes, the word of God is cogent evidence. We must believe that what we pray is the, to correspond to heaven's Heavenly Father's will. At the time of praying, our petition is already granted. After all, we should act like that we have already received, received it. We must also trust God that, we, that what we pray for, more, for must have appeared at the right timing. But first of all, is it God's will for this petition or not? It's more priority than we think. Sometimes we put more weight on our short-sighted vision than God's way of thinking. If we know we are serving God according to His timing, then we can be certain about our prayer's outcome. Furthermore, we need to pray through the authorized version authorization of word of God, otherwise we cannot expect to have what we want. The way we pray according to the promise of God presented in the Bible that works isn't intended to try to manipulate God, except we pray by faith because we trust what He has said in it is true. God decided to bless each one of us in some way that has already planned it. So nobody can perform any magic to obligate God to change His will. We receive 
Whatever things truly belong to us, that match God's will. It is necessitated for believer to trust wholeheartedly that God in reality is righteous, love, and faith and faithful. And he will provide and take care of us. In the Old Testament, any servant of God will first ask God to give wisdom about the current situation that God will explain what we need to do later. In reality, we shouldn't ask what we thought we need and stubbornly persist about it even though God is saying no. Therefore, go and find the base of scriptures that has God's prominent promising message and apply that to your prayer and believe it will help you to receive your need. We must first know what prayer it is before an attempt to do. Everyone needs God's help because we know that we don't have God's wisdom and power, so we must pray every day. However, only a few of them can maintain, maintain perseverance in prayer. The devil will try to use our busy daily life to keep us away from prayer. It will also take advantage from us. When the devil promotes our sins, which hinders prayer requests. Therefore, my fellow believers, please be persevered in your prayer. You will gain the strength and comfort you need for your life that nobody except God can provide when you sincerely pray to God. Moreover, you will find the wisdom and fortitude to face the difficulties in your in life and become a conqueror. Always try to meditate about God's discipline every day and ask Him whatever you need to know. Nurture your intimate relationship with Him by daily worship, worship before Him, and you also have to include your thanks, thankfulness in your prayers. Thank God for everything instead of complaining. Don't confine your prayers to impediment when you are on your knee because you can block out any interruption of pain when you communicate to God almost everywhere all the time. I always remain a man of constantly seeking to God when I have something to share with Him. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Don't ever seek those don't ever seek to those secular and worthy business within your mind and deceiving yourself that God will bless your purpose. It is never going to happen that way. God only bless anyone willing to comply with his will and way and by all means serve God without giving up. What salvation brings to us? God never desired us to suffer, and He is constantly searching our lost souls to bring them to salvation. Before I become a born-again Christian, I always sinned diligently against God with the full intention of rebellious heart and animosity. 
Now I am saved by Christ Jesus and becoming a legit servant of God. Every day I feel peace and joy, no matter what discouragement and problematic encounter of life come to me. I will never quit praying to God, hoping God's providence and blessing will eventually become reality in my life. In my prayer, I openly share my feelings, emotions, and idea to, ideas to God, just like what I am talking to friends or family members. Some unbelievers said that God is so mysterious and hidden in reality. Therefore, it is impossible to believe in God. I disagree with their excuses. It is our choice to separate ourselves from God due to our sinful nature. Everybody's flesh loves to eat and drink and looking at the beautiful girl's sexy torso sexy body and has a desire to make love with her. Everyone's flesh also loves to be promoted as an important value in a higher education or a, a job. Sin in our life is all about pride in life, a pressure to our body and a pressure to our eyes. We all love to travel to an exotic location and boasting about it, boasting about our experience that others don't have. Therefore, who is going to care for something or someone that you can see, you can see or control? No one is ever interested in salvation because what they want is the feedback of this life as a birth. So sinners waste all their lives seeking everything temporal and vanity, not to care about eternal life and soon enough losing their soul in hell. Christian devotion in faith and prayer. Prayer's purpose is to fix the connection between God and mankind. Without them, we have no hope whatsoever, either in this chaotic life and after it. However, some Christians misapprehended that the motivation and purpose of prayer, they suppose prayer as a wonderful tool to manipulate God to satisfy their lustful and self-centered desires. God will never condone, condone such lustful prayer. Before you ever try to manipulate Him, He knows your heart already. The right motive in prayer is to confess sin and receive God's consolation and consultation. God is so merciful to His children. He has a perfect holy will and plans to help Christians to alleviate them from suffering and to overcome any difficulties. Our lovely Heavenly Father knows what we need during this life, so we receive God's grace and blessing before we even ask Him what we request. God's omniscient power has the way to discern the real needs hidden in our unconscious mind that we don't even notice. God only gives us the best suitable for this service, for His service, not the second or third options. <coughs> These things do human care. 
So we have to grasp that we don't take it for granted because we do not even desire, we, don't, we do not even deserve anything from God since we are sinners. As you know, God doesn't own us anything. We receive anything from His pure mercy, blessing, and promise by grace, not according to our self-righteous work. Does God love us? There's a question mark about it. Yes, but only if we serve Him. How? By being a pastor of a church? No. A preacher who has an oil lamp, but without oil, is a hypocrite and rip off sheepskin and merchandising of them. A pastor who only talk about Christian doctrines but never produce fruits is a liar. What fruit? It is the fruit of Jesus Christ's ministry. Without conforming to the image of Christ, we are still living in sin. We should repent our sins before Him every day and show our gratitude to Him. Succinctly, succinctly, Christian living requires us to have faith, hope, and charity, no matter what happens. An unshakable trust in God's wisdom and power is the only way to build an intimate relationship with Him and to overcome life. Everything good is come from above, the Most High God. In this case, we have to believe that God is for us, not against us. God cares so much about our suffering and He will provide any solution necessary to fix our chaotic life. I deeply and profoundly believe that God will answer my sincere prayer sooner or later if I honor Him and never doubt His righteousness. Sometimes God will test us to see if we truly love Him unconditionally or not. And do we have the faith, endurance, and pure heart? You may ask why God want, wants to test us if we ask God to bless us. That it is essential to expect there will be a test coming to you. Otherwise, we are not trustworthy in His eyes and God will not give us any blessing. Secondly, we should get used to read, reading the Holy Bible every day. You cannot be a child of God if you repudiate reading the Bible. Your Heavenly Father has given you a lovely message for your benefits to read and meditate upon it. Therefore, you are supposed to pay attention to the scripture that saved your life and soul. It is your responsibility to comprehend it and apply it to your life. You have no access and privilege to ask God anything you want, this or that. And at the same time, you choose to disregard and reject His teaching in the Bible. Nowadays, nowadays, Christians have the danger of falling into the trap of having a judgmental and cynical mindset. Therefore, it is ludicrous for those who have fallen into a character trap try to receive anything from God. Third, thirdly, there are tremendous confusion in many people who pray but receive nothing. 
and there are so many pastors out there who don't even believe the Holy Bible because they said that the book is not for us. The predicament <coughs> is, is that they did not convert to born-again Christian. And people in that group deceive themselves every day without notice. Moreover, you have no right to ask God to give you anything if you rebel and disobey against Him. You must be a soldier of Jesus Christ who will battle for His cause to receive promise, promises of prayer. This is the end of my episode. Speaking to everyone who care about salvation. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Take care. Welcome to my video channel. Today I'm going to talk about a very important topic here. Let's look at the first Thessalonians chapter two verse eighteen. Wherefore we would have come unto you, even I Paul, once and again, but Satan hinder us. Can Satan hinder us when we trying to serve God? The answer is absolutely yes. Satan will hinder us to do our job, to do our, our work in, in the secular lifestyle or even try to serve God because Satan wants us to knock us down and knock us flat so we cannot have faith. Trusting God, we will trust in the circumstances. We will be disappointed and discouraged when we cannot perseverance, cannot be perseverance in what we're doing. Satan will do his best to try to stop us, if, especially when we try to serve God. Satan hinders us in many ways through our family members, our friends, our selfish well, or our sin. Uh, everything, anything can hinder us to serve God. My friends and my, my fellow believers in church often feel that way either. They are going to church every Sunday and serve in a, in a group, praying group or any, any kind of service. They often feel that they are not doing very best. They have depression or anxiety and worries when they're trying to do their best something just not wrong, not right, something wrong with their life. Something hindered them 
Or it, maybe it's for people, from people or from spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare, especially, is our greatest enemy. Satan will use demons to attack us when we try to do our job. And sometimes financial troubles, sometimes we have economic crisis. Satan will use all kinds of hindrance to stop us and to let us doubt. If we can doubt anything of God's word, then we have no power. Our power is from the Holy Ghost. But when we try to utilize Holy Ghost power in ourselves, we often feel we are depressed because we don't have the we don't think we have the the access, the privilege, because they then will cause us to doubt and to re retreat and to thinking that God's word is not not always always in match with the match the circumstances we live in. So say they hinder us and let us doubt and and untrust God. But he only do this only for a short time. If we persist, if we can resist Satan's power, we can resist his arrays attack for a long period of time, longer enough for Satan to quit his stupid game. Then his power will be will be retreating, will free us. You will see the very big difference when Satan retreat begin to retreat. So in my experience Satan had has shown the retreat of his attack for many months after he, he hindered me in my job, in, in my career. So you definitely Satan will, will retreat. When Satan tried to tempt Jesus Christ, he tempted three times. Not after the three times he will never he will never flee away and Jesus cannot go preach, cannot find a disciple. When Jesus tried to find a call disciple, he first have to be hindered by Satan for forty days. Forty days is months. It's uh, more than one month. So it definitely definitely Satan hinder us in in the biblical proof and in our reality. Now, second let's talk about is Satan's power strong enough to, cut, to knock us down forever? No. Satan's power is only shortcoming compared to what the God's power is. Because God it's almighty sovereignty who can hinder God. When the job, the book of Job, chapter 9, verse 12 said, Behold, he take away 
who can hinder him, who will say unto him, What doest thou? What dost thou? In this book, Jehovah is talking to, to Joe, said who can take away and who can hinder what he is doing. That is not Satan, that is Jehovah. Jehovah is above Satan, we all know that. So Satan cannot say to Jehovah, said, what are you doing? And God will slap his face and said, what I'm doing is not your concern. What I'm doing is to stop in you, your kingdom, and someday you will fall from heaven. Yes, Jehovah's power is above Satan. It's definitely truth. So Satan's power is very shortcoming. People have a delusion to think that Satan is powerful more than more than the novel, the, the fiction, the movies describe about the disaster, the tragedy, the many things that curse, the Satan try to curse Jesus, Satan try to curse church, Satan try to curse righteousness, all be successful, no way, it's only a delusion, it's a deception. Satan tried to curse Jesus, but it will reflect back to him not after many days. Who can curse the Most High God? Who can curse the Most Glorified, Exalted, the, the Sovereignty God? No way. You want to try it, you try hard and be defeated. So Satan will hinder us for four months or so. Long enough to make a thing, it's permanently. Sorry, it's not permanently. Say the one to the thing, you no no hope. You're no way no way to to succeed but it's, it's wrong. Satan only do for for sometimes, not always. So Satan's power is shortcoming compared to Jehovah's power. Jehovah coming Jehovah's power it will eventually come from the horizon and then push over Satan into defeating. Now I'm gonna talk about the purpose of Satan hindrance. Why is Satan trying to hinder us? Because Satan hinder us so that we cannot serve God. We try to serve God as much as we can. But if He can let us thinking into the real, no way to compete with others to, to win in, in the competition, in the society, or, or serve God, then we are no, we are no use for God's kingdom. When we are no use for God's kingdom, Satan wins. So Satan's purpose is to make us fool, to make us think that we will be defeated. So we don't have to be fretting so much. We don't need to be depressed, uh, anxiety, worry. People try to suicide, 
trying to kill himself because Satan said, you better die or you're gonna, you're gonna hell anyway. Don't listen to that garbage if I were you. So God will eventually win in the next, I'm talking about God's will. God's way is above our way. God's will is above our will. Uh, even above Satan's will as well. It's the only winner. God's only winner. We don't see that now. But later we will see. How long? Nobody knows. God's timing, who can sh be sure of timing of God? But if we have perseverance, waiting and patience, and long-suffering enough, you will see what's God's power compared to Satan's. Satan will just like a boy doing something wrong, that the father will slap his face and make him quiet. So, therefore, God's will will eventually be triumphant and victorious, and conquer over conquer. If God conquer, we conquer because we use the power of God. We don't use our flesh. If you try to use your flesh, you will fail all the time. You will defeat. You will be defeated all the time because we are flesh. Our flesh is weak. So we use God's power. We have to wait for the God's power to be available to to be to use it. To against Satan. We use our power to against Satan, against sinners, against any evil. We don't use our flesh to against evil, it will be a loving, lovable. So we use power of God and wait for it and see see through it. And God will walk our pathway and to make sure it will be done. Thank you for your listening to my shows. I will tell you more thing, more thing than your pastor will telling you, because my unique experience and my message are all from the Holy Ghost, not from the Bible, not from the book, not from the institutional church teaching, but from the Bible and from the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is a unique ex experience in meditation. Thank you for your watching and listening. Goodbye, take care.